0: Yeah, hello, I'm Mayola schulze from the Collective of Post-growth Planning. I'm yeah happy to welcome you to our fourth episode on um, becoming a post-growth planner. Today uh, with Luca Bertolini.
1: Yes, I'm, um, I'm a professor of urban and regional planning at the University of Amsterdam in the Netherlands and my specific area of, um, of interest is uh, mobility in cities and, 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 and transitions, the change, change of mobility and, and, and all what's, what's around it.
2: Thank you Luca and also a warm welcome from my side to this episode. I'm uh, Christian Lamker, Assistant Professor for Sustainable Transformation and Regional Planning at the University of Groningen and also in the Netherlands. So let's start into this conversation of the first question that we would like to address to uh, to you luca is getting a bit into practice today so what's you're an academic but what's your impression how would you describe uh, more or less the typical planner today as an individual being as a person so who's out there what is this the planner well
1: maybe my first answer would be that there is no typical planner uh, there are uh, for me there are many sorts of planner that's also has to do with the way I, I see I see planning uh, for me planning and, and, and a planner a planner is anybody focusing I mean their 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 daily uh, efforts on what you know collective purposeful interventions in space and place and that could be done in many ways, and also from uh, uh, within different kind of organizational setting. It could be somebody in government, could be somebody in the market, could be somebody in, in civic society. So you know, I, I really uh, attach to this broad definition. It's not just that somebody with you know a professional degree working uh, in a city office and making land use plans. It's it's, it's broader, and um, yeah, so their days will be quite different depending on the environment they work, the issues they they work on. But I do imagine that they would have something in common and, and, and also thinking about uh, their, their, their days and, and what they would do. So, and what I imagine they would all do in one way or the other is to be involved with in quite a lot of deliberation with all sort of stakeholders. Uh, people have something uh, to 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 say to give and take in, in transformation of of, of places, um, they will be also uh, all be involved in, in in the generation of of some useful knowledge at uh, the interface of the social and the spatial. Even though, I imagine that that planners would be even more uh, uh, engaged with, with using knowledge that maybe others have generated. So it's really how to link knowledge and, and action. Of course, in the end, all this is not without um, a purpose, which is helping uh, collectives of some sorts uh, to decide on what to do, uh, how to intervene and, 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 and uh, yeah, and, and, you know, act, act. Uh, in the end, it's also about acting and acting collectively, and, and planners are there to, to enable that
2: yes thank you so now with post growth we talk about a different body of knowledge maybe a different direction Uh, from your experience and ideas why is it so important to understand what hinders planners to think in such a new different direction towards post growth
1: yeah that's 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 a good question um well i think that the planners that that you know have pursued that 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 aim and 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 and, and direction probably the most important thing to understand um, is that we live in a world where everything is geared towards achieving economic growth so the the world we are in is not you know conducive to that sort of uh, uh efforts and um it's not just the setup of this world, the institutions, uh, uh, etc. It's also um, uh, the, the kind of idea that the, the assumption, implicit or explicit, that uh, most, if, if not all, good things in life—you uh, know, prosperity, innovation, well-being—are thought as dependent on economic growth. So that's, I would say, uh, maybe even a, a greatest so it is that this logic of economic growth is both building institutions think at for instance how the property market works uh, and, and the fact that basically any investment in the mark uh, market needs a return which assumes you know requires even growth etc etc all those sort of mechanisms but you know it's also um, um a matter of the of the imagination of of um, people not be able to think uh, um, a life or or, or or a business uh, uh, which is not dependent on growth uh, to, to to prosper in in many ways. So I would say that the the, the biggest challenge is uh, I would say I really start from that imagination. So the the, the biggest challenge is to. Try and imagine a good life that is independent of economic growth. I think that's the, the, the first and main challenge. And second, uh, and related, of course, to try and understand which different institutions from the ones we have might allow, allow that. And of course, institutions, what are institutions you might ask? You know, it's from very concrete things, laws, regulations. But also, it's it also part of the social norms that people have and, and, and so forth. So what would be institutions that allow that kind of good life, independent of growth that first we have also to, to imagine? And, and I mean, and let's be honest, it's a search process. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of dilemmas uh, are to be encountered along the way.
0: Yeah, you did a lot of work also on experimentation, for example, in um, street yeah. mobility or in mobility. So, does your work give, yeah, offer some inspiration for planning practitioners to go yeah. beyond growth, to act, to think beyond growth?
1: Well, it's 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 um, interesting. You, you you mentioned that, and and. Um, in, in, in my work mobility you see very directly a relationship with 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 with, with growth which is not just economic growth it's quite materially mobility growth and again you could say more or less the same thing there is there is a context where 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 really we depend on mobility you know really to do uh, for our daily lives for our work uh, 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 for many things but it's also, again, a context where a lot of um, good things that we pursue in life, very legitimate things, are associated with, with, with mobility, we, with going uh, uh, often uh, far and far. And, and so fast mobility, motorized mobility, and so forth. So, and, um, so there, there's definitely also a challenge of imagining a which is good and, and, and businesses that that can function with, with no or less mobility um and and, and break these 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 barriers and i think the, the what fascinates of me of experiments in particularly uh experimenting with the city streets uh, with different regulations design and uses of streets is that it 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 it, 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 it helps um, explore these possibilities and not just as planners or experts or politicians but as for example, people living in a street yeah? so concretely you you you, you are set to do, give up uh, some parking places you make it a bit more complicated for you to uh, access to your car or maybe even you are set to give up uh, using your car for for sometimes a, a few days or even more but at the same time you get uh, you 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 get you see what the trade-off is. Yeah, you 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 might get the opportunity to use those places as as a, as a parking place, as a park, as a, as a public space, a space for children to play, a place to socialize with the neighbors, so or just to relax uh, without uh, you know the the, the dangers or, or the noise of of uh, of cars. So to me, and then maybe you like it. And then maybe you start asking yourself, okay, but why cannot this be permanent? And then you start asking questions about how you live, how other lives, how the city is organized, and maybe you discover that you would have to solve issues. You know, there might be people that need that car for some reason, how we can cope with that. And again, so it's a way of making the search process, and I can imagine it in other domains of life not just uh, you know, an, an intellectual uh, uh, search or a political discussion, but a, a lived, a lived uh, search, which I think that it's, it's, it's quite crucial. Because in the end, it's all about, um, again, as I said, about imagining, but also experiencing a good life, which is independent of growth. But in this case, not only economic, but also mobility growth.
2: Thank you. Yeah, as we communicate via video, I can see a sign in your background. Give the cycle way back. So uh, would you say planners should work with more bold claims, more visions uh, to express such things? It's even, it even has an exclamation mark on it. So should planners work with such clear ideas and uh, bring them forward?
1: Yeah, it's fine you, you asked that. I mean, that's, that's an, again, an interesting question. I mean, this actually was from a, a demonstration I participated a couple of years ago. It's a sign, by the way, already, which has a much longer history, the time, like the 70s, when when really there were no cycle paths at all and, and, and so forth and so forth, but, but um, let's leave that aside. And, but really, then I really thought, I'm here as a citizen, not as a Professor, you know, because again, uh, as a professor, I think you you you're not you cannot just simply be an activist. You, sh- you can as a citizen and a professor is, is more subtle. And I think we we'll would say also uh, as a professional planner, planner is more subtle. What is I, I would think here is what we can do as, as planners, both both in academia and practice, is to and again from this post uh, post growth idea, is to 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 identify experiences where there are people you know as as persons but also as businesses organizations that are um, already and actively exploring what this good life independent of economic growth could look like and also um, uh, you know identify them you know and and and, uh, and by linking to them uh, understand okay what are the obstacles uh, obstacles that, that, that they face in institutions and in current institution, what are alternative institutions that might help them, you know, realize their dream or maybe uh, not keep doing it in the face of all sorts of difficulties. And again, it's not, uh, I think, you know, in that sense, you say you could join their search, uh, but from a specific point, which is not just, you could, I don't think, I'm not against the idea that you could be really an actual researcher, really also being one of those citizens or, or trying to do that. But even if you're not, you still have a role to bring some specific expertise and resources. And I think that what planners have to bring in, you know, it's, it's they have, you know, different planners might have different expertise, but they are very, potentially useful expertise. Again, I, I named property markets, how they functions, how you might do things differently. Everything is, in the end, also needs a, a physical s- uh, space. So it needs to you know, from the market. But it could also be experienced on how the built environment allows certain behavior and might um, uh, hamper other uh, behavior might be knowledge about the, the impacts of intervention, social, uh, environmental impacts, but also knowledge about collective deliberation. This is also what, what, what planners might bring in. These are examples of expertise that they could bring in to, to help these people that are already es- exploring these possibilities, and then the uh, planners, I think, also have resources that many of these uh, people, uh, groups, individuals might not have. Uh, and examples are access to scientific knowledge, uh, you know, certainly planners in academia, but also access to other stakeholders with um, uh, which they might join or at least negotiate, uh, and also access to, to government officials, uh, to, 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 uh, to, to procedures inside public administration and depending on where a planner is located, these are resources that could be quite crucial to make something which maybe is just a dream or an idea of people, something concrete and also that can last longer. Uh, And again, it could be done from the inside, but maybe also from the outside. That's an interesting question in itself.
2: So basically you said the same as you did, planners could also sometimes change their role, get out as citizens, maybe jo- join part of these yeah. Uh, yeah. forces outside, then uh, w- what would allow them to take at least a bit of that spirit, a bit of these ideas back into their role in their office and then yeah. use this, yeah. use, use their knowledge, their tools that they have available in that role uh, to steer towards a different, new direction? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I, as I said, I think it starts with understanding what these 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 people on the ground are, are trying to do, and understanding what are sort of obstacles they're encountering. And then I think that uh, at the very least, planners might have knowledge that ha- they might help these people find ways of overcoming these barriers. But in the best case, they can could even have resources, uh, um, for instance again, people within government could help, uh, planners within government could help people navigate the bureaucratic apparatus and maybe find, you know, ways to get around some regulation or or get access to some subsidies, you know, all sorts of small things that really help make things further. Then I imagine a planner, which works in the property market, even in a firm. You you can have very uh, progressive planners also in those environments, I happen to know some. No, they may help uh, these people understand how they might might assess uh, finances to to do their things, or how maybe they could partner with some market parties that are open to more, to experiment in different ways of uh, living together, for instance, more collective form of housing, just an example. and so forth so and and again there is then the other option of planners being totally embedded in civic society in such groups and and and, and, and yeah and that would be an even a further step but i think even if you are not part of it you can still enable it uh, with, with knowledge but also with, with access to resources from within government the market or or other other settings
2: yeah thank you so taking it a bit step further do you have a clear advice or what would you advise the planner today to take more courage to use post-growth ideas to use post-growth thinking and to use this body of knowledge that's emerging and that's um, out there to be taken up
1: well I think again it's, it's like understand you correctly we assume a planner that has that desire that somehow is a planner that must be already motivated to do that uh, attracted by this thinking uh, um, and so forth so uh, again on one hand i already said it but i I say it again because it's really important is to look around uh, uh, in in a city or or a town or where this planner is active to uh, instances you know on the uh, people on the ground again it could be residents but could also businesses could be uh, and, ngos that are you know trying to do something that goes in that direction and and then do the things that are already, already mentioned of course you, you could also think that that inspiration could come uh, or, or at least hope from from people that are engaged with this thinking you know, on a more uh, academic level uh, that like more trying to to explore ideas, etc. Et, et but I think that then then the, the the productive setting, which demands something also about from the academic, is a setting where where ideas are not just used as an end in itself, or just for the pleasure of uh, you know developing nice concepts and, and then you know uh, uh, expecting people to to you know, be inspired by just reading them, you need some sort of confrontation. You need, you know, uh, planning academia, academia and planners outside, you know, engaging with each other and see how this concept being developed in academia might enlighten what planners in practice are confronted by and, and, and the other way around. So that could be probably, so one side engage with practice, with people trying to do it, and on the other hand, engage with academia, and in both cases should be an interaction, a confrontation, uh, I would say.
0: So, oh, yeah, maybe in your own words, if you could no. fulfill the sentence of post-growth planning is, how would you continue?
1: Well, probably you'd be not surprised, that I would say that uh, to me, post-growth growth planning is about the search for the good life
0: thank you very much i think you made this point very clear (laughs) thank you luca for um this very interesting uh, talk
2: thanks luca for sharing your ideas with us today